Welcome back to the Exploring Growth Podcast. Today, my guest is marketing consultant Todd Hockenberry, where we discuss sales influence on marketing and inbound marketing for manufacturers. Stick around. All right, Todd, welcome on. Thanks for having me, Lee. Looking, looking forward to this. Um, let me quickly introduce you, and then we'll jump into our discussion. I think it's going to be a good one. So Todd and I, we met through a mutual colleague uh, about, I don't know, say two or three years ago, and we hit it off right away. I think we we're at a sushi restaurant or something. And uh, Todd is a marketing consultant in the industrial and manufacturing space, which is uh, super interesting. I love unsexy businesses, right? It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, part of the reason why I'm attracted to him and his, his insights. Uh, he has written a great book called Inbound Organization. So if you are looking at inbound um, strategy and you're doing some of that and need some guidance there, it's a great book to pick up. I've read a good bit of it. Um, I don't ever read all my books, by the way. I just use them as reference. Um, let's see. He has been featured on too many podcasts to count, so I won't try. And actually has had his own podcast for a long time and is reimagining what that's going to look like. We were talking about that earlier. Um, and he's got a lot of great insights for growing businesses. So, um, oh, one other thing, and he was also an adjunct professor at my alma mater, Stetson University, which is really cool, in the sales department. Um, so I'm honored to have Todd on today. Welcome, Todd. Thanks, Lee. Um, the uh, I think we may have the most facial hair of any <laughs> podcast yeah. um, Combined, you know, yeah. per capita or something like that. I think Definitely. we're going to win that. We're going to win that. That's a good um, goal to have, you know, and the fact that we're already – <laughs> you know, winning that is pretty amazing. Yeah, we met at we met at Stetson. I, I was yeah. I was an adjunct professor in the sales department there, and uh, what a great school and what a great department. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea of teaching sales to to young people in college was really a fun environment. It was a lot of it was a, the kids were amazing and they they really learned and they were getting great jobs coming out of school. So um, there there are some professional sales programs out there, and there uh, um, Stetson has a great one. Yeah, actually, you know, that reminds me, um, I was just over there last week and um, the sales professor there that we both, who actually introduced us, uh, Professor Riggs, mm-hmm. Dr. Riggs, um, had me in kind of on a whim to talk to his senior exec um, sales team or sales class. And I actually recorded it. I'm going to post that as one of my episodes here. Uh, so if anybody's listening, they can click over and watch that after this. Um, but uh, we talked about a lot of things. You know, these are seniors that are graduating, going on to get sales positions, um, SDR roles, primarily at a, you know, they're they're shooting for the enterprise level, some mid tier. Um, and we talked about a lot of like what is what does sales and marketing look like today, which is super interesting conversation, um, and uh, how everything's changing. You know, like the traditional way of marketing being a brand and not having a personalized face to it. Uh, whereas today you have a lot of like brand ambassadors, if you want to call them that, or, you know, companies that are, you know, putting the personal brands out there, but they work for companies. So there's a face now to marketing past the logo um, and it's embedded in all the content. And then sales really is starting to become part of the marketing team. Um, so that whole conversation was super interesting. And in fact, I'd love to have you back and do a round table with us three because I think that you would have a lot to add to that conversation. Now I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have said, let's talk about that today. <laughs> I would have, I would love to do that. I'd be happy to come back and talk about that. Um, it, you know, I, I enjoyed teaching the class because the, um, 
the students came in with so many preconceptions about what sales was, mm-hmm. and um, and then even the textbooks we would we would see they were almost outdated yep. as soon as they were printed, mm-hmm. and it was just fun to really talk to them and and get them thinking about um, how important sales is to virtually any job. I, I can remember I had a kid in the class who was an IT major, and I asked him. I said, well, what do you want to do with your, you know, once you get out of school? And he said, I want to be an IT manager or a CIO somewhere. He's like, oh, this is an elective for me. And it's kind of a filler class. And oh. I said, well, I said, you don't think you're ever going to use sales? And he said, probably not. <laughs> I said, really? I said, do you, do you think you're going to have to convince a board of directors to give you a budget or to spend money on a big project? Yeah. Or you have to convince the CEO to invest in new technology? Yeah. He said, yeah. I said, well, that's sales. <laughs> and, uh, and he was one of my best students. So. But you forget that the IT people, they hold the keys to the kingdom, right? They, <laughs> they get to do whatever they want to do. And they ask you, why are you asking me this question? <laughs> you know, if I, love if, it. if I had to like go back and um, uh, kind of repurpose the sales um, program, I would say, or even marketing really like, okay, here are like the major tenants to be thinking about. And now for the rest of this quarter or the rest of the semester, all we're going to do is every week, we're going to sit down and live chat with someone who's on the front lines of sales at an organization. And we're going to ask them all our questions and they're going to give us answers. And then they're going to have some little, you know, 15, 20 minute presentation for us. I think that'd be super valuable as we sit today. Now, maybe in, I don't know, two, three years, things will kind of form again and there'll be a little bit more uh, formalized uh, approach to it. But I think we're in such a weird space right now that, that's how that's how everybody's getting their information is from people who are doing and experiencing and then giving that feedback. Yeah, um, I remember when I various when, social channels. Yeah, when I did the class, I actually brought in salespeople that were friends of mine and had them do do a yeah, class awesome. and just talk about their experience and what they did and, and ask questions because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, sales is there's some core things that don't won't ever change about sales, but but that's again, right. it, it's so different than it was when I started. I mean, I started out driving around with Midwest automotive plants and knocking on doors and doing lunch and learns and bringing catalogs and yeah. there was no internet. And, and, uh, uh, they were happy to see me. They wanted me to show up and because I was bringing the new information and I was telling them what was going on and they, yeah. they, uh, uh, that's not the way it is now. So, yeah. um, and uh, competition so much greater today that you, your competition comes from every corner of the globe and, and um, again, sales is just a different animal now. And uh, but again, some things don't change. Uh, I've got a sign mm-hmm. on my desk down in my office that says "Selling is helping," and I never forget that. Right? That it's it, you know, you, at the end of the day, regardless of all this other stuff, strip it all away. Your goal as a salesperson is to help the other person achieve their goals, achieve their outcomes, manage the process of change in their That's organization right. to get their team and their organization to move in the direction you know they need to go in. Right. And, and again, deliver the results they're looking for. It's about helping. Right? And it's not yeah. techniques or tricks or anything like that. And it's about really understanding business, being an interesting person, being well-read, being uh, Correct. Uh, uh, as good a business person as the, as the, as the leaders are, right? You that's have to right. understand their business like they understand it. So that's right. That's why I always love sales. Yeah. You're right about all of that. And I think the way that you do that is being able to, synthesize all of that information so you can help. So thinking critically, right? Being able to piece two pieces of information together that actually can help someone. I think that's a lot of what I don't see out there with salespeople is that they think it's a one-to-one, hey, okay, I'm going to help people. I have this blog article, send it to them. 
and somehow magically that's going to change their opinion on something or their approach. But it's like, no, how does this actually apply to their business, right? I mean, you got to think critically about how that actually plays out. Um, so yeah, you're, you're totally right about that. And, and I would say, you know, we're, we're kind of talking more sales than we are marketing, which is fine. It's all growth related. Um, but I do want to talk about marketing with you because that's what you do, right? Let, can you give the, you know, the listeners a, just a brief background on how you got to helping manufacturing companies with marketing, just so they have context to the ideas that you're going to give us? Sure, sure. Um, my, my, my background is I, I started out in automotive industry. I came out of college. I have a chemistry degree of all things and, um, started working with an automotive supplier and, uh, and, and me within a couple of years got into the sales side. I just really liked the, the relationship piece of it. And, and, um, so I've been in manufacturing and sales since the beginning of, of my career hmm. too many years ago, but, um, so I've kind of grown up in that and I've, I've been involved with uh, companies that have seen rapid growth. I've been involved with turnarounds. We took a company, first one I was ever a senior executive in and part owner of, we actually took one that was dead and buried. The bank was counting up the assets and going to break it up and we turned it around and resurrected it. Wow. And it's a very successful company today. So That's awesome. um, I was able to see that kind of on the ground level yeah. on how that works. And, um, then I started working with some high tech companies, was in the laser business for a while. And uh, then 2008 hit the, re the recession of 2008. And I found myself, uh, I, had a, I had a sales team of a hundred people when I was running sales and marketing for this laser company. And uh, um, the recession hit and the, uh, my last uh, job there was to fire half the team. And then I got fired. So, uh, um, so I said, that's it. I'm done. Oh, Never working for anybody else again. Wow. I'm going to have my own thing. And that's when I started my own business and, and, and have been consulting and advising ever since. So That's awesome. I mean, that's a, such a difficult position to be put in, you know, to fire the entire team and then then them let you go. Like, it just seems like from a human level, it just seems so cowardice to, to do that. Like, you know, yeah, I can let one person go, you, but I can't let everybody go. So I'm going to have you do that. Like, that's just dirty. Yeah, it was brutal. And, uh, um, and that's why I said, I'm just, I'm done. I'm yeah. going to pick and choose who I work with. I can, I'd, I'd had enough experience and expertise. I knew how to grow businesses yeah. and I knew how to market and sell. And uh, I knew how to even probably more importantly, I understood how to create an organization that was primed for growth that could yeah. grow because right. they're not the same things. Marketing, that's right. there, there's marketing expertise and there's sales expertise but putting it together in a way strategically that the organization can handle that, that is ready for growth is really what I do. And, um, mm -hmm. and I go into companies now and we, we get companies that have been, that may have been around for a while, been successful, but want to kind of go to the next level. They've hit a plateau and we mm -hmm. help them kind of think about how the organization set up and how to create a strategy for growth. So, so that's really what we do. You know, um, I think that the most dangerous marketer today is one with a robust sales background, especially for the B2B side. If you know how to sell, and especially if you've had, I mean, and I, again, it's, I think the younger generations can do this too post-internet, but pre-internet, if you, I mean, I, I, I'm old, I'm dating myself, but I'm proud to say that I did sell, you know, pre-internet. Um, and if you can do that, if you have that sales acumen, um, like for, for me, for example, I'm not a salesperson. Like I don't love getting up and chasing a number every day. Like I'm not, I wasn't born and bred to sell and convince someone and 
do all this. And I think there's an element of, of if, you know, you're going to hit big numbers. You got to have tenacity to go after these numbers. Um, but I understand it and I've done it and I've won at it to the degree that I now see marketing from a sales lens. And I think that's, that's, that's why you're having success too, is because you're able to sit in the middle and say, you know, this is not a marketing, uh, you know, it's not an and or a, an or conversation, marketing or sales. It's an and conversation that we should be having here and working together um, to, to produce revenue. Right. Um, and I, I just see, you know, because, you know, I, we're both out there in the, in the consulting world and you see lots of people doing lots of different things and using lots of different terms. And always, I was talking to someone about this earlier today. Like, I feel like a lot of marketers do this, just sit around and confirm that they're all using the same terms, <laughs> you know, it's like, do we all recognize, are we all on the same page? Like ABM means account-based market. Okay. Yeah. And what does that mean? That seems like all the podcasts I listen to, all we're talking about are these terms and we're not really getting to where I think it can be dangerous. And that is having marketing and sales operate in the same, the same space. Um, so, you know, I'm sure when you walk through the door with, with clients, they're like, yes, please let's go. <laughs> well, the, the issue is oftentimes companies, and again, I deal with a lot of B2B companies. Right that the idea is that marketing and sales are separate, that mm -hmm. they're, they're these different things. And there's this handoff or, you know, sales doesn't like marketing. They say they give them junk leads. Marketing says sales doesn't know what they're doing. Right. You know, that kind of disconnect. And at the end of the day, I come in with the perspective of their client and I say, well, That's what does right. your client want? Right. What does your customer want? Mm -hmm. They don't care about your marketing department. They don't care about your sales department. They really don't care about you a whole lot. So, but what they care about is themselves. And are you built in a way that takes care of what their issues are mm -hmm. and their needs are that serves them? And too often, you know, this is where I see a lot of companies get it wrong. There's, uh, especially in the manufacturing and industrial space, there's this over-reliance on sales yeah. and an under-appreciation of marketing. Correct. That they, there's this, um, pers that, that marketing's a cost and sales is an investment. Right. Oh, we want to grow. Let's just hire another salesperson. Right. Oh, we want to grow. Let's go to another trade show, right? Mm -hmm. And the marketing people, well, they 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 take care of the details. They're kind of the tactical people. Sure, they run our email campaigns. They can sure. take maybe take care of the website. They set up the trade shows, but they're really not a strategic no. voice at the table. And um, I see too many technical com companies driven by the technical mm -hmm. side, right? It's the engineers, most more often than not the founders or the, the leaders or technical people, they, they understand the technology and the space. Mm -hmm. They're not salespeople or they're not marketing people. So right. too often I see the CEOs and owners of these companies not appreciating marketing. And the key is that, that again, I, I hate to even say this because it's so cliche at this point, but buyers have <laughs> changed because of the internet. Right. Yeah. But it, I still see too many companies that don't get it, that they don't, create content on their website that's yeah. that's helpful they don't recognize the the kind of self-serve aspect of buying today they they do not go much beyond their catalog and what they put online yeah. and they they totally underappreciate this idea of inbound and they miss that early part of the process sure. um, where where they're they're not getting in front of people when there's kind of researching and considering considering things but they all say the same thing to me. They say some version of this, Lee. They say, 
you know, if we get in front of qualified prospects, we do great. Yes. Well, well, no kidding. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you would. I hope you would do well if you're in front of qualified prospects, but you know, they're not making the leap from that to, but we're not getting in front of enough qualified prospects. Why is that? And it's all, it's usually because they, they think they haven't, um, you know, maybe gone to enough shows or they haven't, uh, sure. you know, it's very rarely that they haven't done a good job of telling their story and content. It's very rarely that they'll, very rare that they're going to say that. Now they may say, well, we don't get a lot of people on our website or we don't get many leads from our website. That's the symptom, right? The, the problem is they're not thinking content and they're not sharing it and creating anything that's valuable that attracts people to them. That's, that's the true. difference, right? You got to attract people to you to get them to be interested in you. Because I believe me, I don't need to be interested in you if I don't want to be. I don't have to take your call. I don't have to take your visit. I don't have to take your email. I don't have to go to your booth, right? You know, I have I have control. I do not have to pay attention to you. You got to give me a reason to pay attention to you. And I I think too many people companies just kind of miss that. And um, they think about instead of investing in if they want growth, instead of investing in that front end piece, they typically try to invest in the back end on the sales side. Yeah, I agree. And you know what it makes me think of the way I think about them in my mind are they're focused on what they've always done, which is sales heavy. They're focused on preservation, um, not a proactive approach to full, more fully understand who it is that they are serving and how they can serve them better. So this whole idea of land and expand, right? They're, they're not even, exp- generally, if they have that mentality, they're not even expanding the accounts they have. And I've seen that they're not even doing a great job on retention. Um, it's just sort of preservation. I think that's how a lot of businesses operate. Well, that the um, you kind of cut out there at the end there, secondly. I think you were talking about retention. Um, yeah. The issue is, the big issue, what's another big issue I see is that, that the ideas of marketing are not extended through the entire life of the client mm-hmm. and that the, the relationship is often left to the sales team or heaven forbid the service organization. Well, if they need something, they'll call us. Right. That's right. And there's not this proactive marketing, yeah. right. You need to continue to market to your, your audience and your, your customers. And uh, I think there's a huge opportunity there um, to improve your communication with and build community around your customers. I agree. And you know, the way I look yeah, at I it, I think is, it's a big every- opportunity and one that, too, too, too many companies miss. And, um, um, you know, it was, I, I, somebody told me recently, they said, if you don't listen to your customers, your competitors will something along those <laughs> lines. Right. So, um, you better be listening to them. Well, to that point, I agree a hundred percent. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's the way I look at it is everything is dying. It's just at what rate. Right. Um, and I mean, us as people, we're dying, right? Companies are dying, but they're going to put themselves out of business they're, they're, if they continue down that path. And I don't think they really realize the, the severity of the way they're operating. So having someone come in from the outside and wake them up to the, you know, the sort of smelling salt of consulting to say, hey, you know, you kind of headed down this path um, and you're not paying attention to any of these things. And you got where you are doing certain things, but those things are fine, but you got to do a lot of other things too. And you got to do things a lot differently. Um, I think that's step, baby step number one, right? On the Dave Ramsey program. Uh, but it's like, who are you serving right now? Do they even like you? Are they, are they loving your service? Probably not. 
let's understand why. How can we make that better, right? Um, what else are do they have needs for that your competitors are probably already serving and just waiting, you know, the lions that are sitting there on the edge of the, the carcass that's been killed and they're just waiting to take over the whole account. Um, you're, you're about to lose these accounts, right? Like there's so many aspects that I, I uncover when I when I meet with companies that generally they're 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 missing out on all of these things. It's not just one thing. On the flip side, I I'll, if I meet a company that um, that gets it to a large degree, but they're trying, I would say in their terms, they're trying to optimize their growth. Generally, you're going to see that at some degree they have tried to to focus in these areas of retention, expansion, and um, and and new growth. Um, you know, maybe not even new market share, um, but uh, you know, new products to current customers and that kind of thing. And that's where I love I love meeting with those clients because they're they're there, they're they're working, they're attentive. Um, you know, they have insights. It's just about okay, well. I don't know how do we go from here to there, um, and so with a little, you know a few questions of pulling those insights out, it becomes clear to them because they're already down that path. That oh, I see. Okay, well, this is how we can deploy those insights, right? This is how we take what we've learned from our current customers and what we're seeing in the market and deploy it. And then you start to walk towards that. Okay, well, yeah, we've been doing trade shows every year, and this is how we feel like it's going. Um, but maybe we could do something more with what we're doing at the trade show to create content that can now be scaled on other platforms or, you know, just from a social standpoint or be utilized um, from an inbound standpoint, again, you know, proactively going out there and trying to capture more of the market that are, that are looking for stuff. Um, that's where it's like building the bridge for them to say, okay, here are all the aspects of how you grow you know, where, where are you, where's the gap? Let's try yeah, to fill I mean, there, the gap. There's, um, um, again, there's, there's a, a kind of a culture of growth. I talk about it and I talk about like operating system for growth and the, um, putting the customer at the center of that and then taking those insights and acting on them across the organization. That is the reason marketing should be central to the strategy. They should mm -hmm. be in the boardroom. They should be in those big meetings, right? That's why the CEO needs to understand what's going on because it's it's not marketing as a tactic. It's marketing as this is what our customers are seeing, experiencing, and living, and how do we impact that? That's the purpose of the business. So yeah. um, it, it's um, uh, it's a shame if products are driving that and not not marketing. But that's unfortunately the way it is in too many places. I want to shift gears really quick to um, specifically talk about inbound marketing. Uh, where do you feel like inbound is at right now? Um, kind of state of inbound marketing from Todd Hockenberry, right? <laughs> um, like, first of all, describe, I think, more broadly, because I think even a lot of people listening to this may not know what inbound marketing really means. Um, and then where do you feel like we're at and where it's going? Yeah, inbound marketing in, in a high level general sense is this, is the idea that you need to be attractive as opposed to interruptive in mm -hmm. your outreach to the market. Mm -hmm. You you pull people towards you because you're creating uh, such interesting content, helpful content or helpful community or or resources on whether it's social media or the internet or websites or even it could be live events, right? You're you're the idea of inbound is that you're attractive and you're, you're kind of, it's about them coming to you as opposed to you banging them on the head and interrupting. 
that's that's essentially the 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 long and short of it. I will talk about like you could do a cold call. Well, what could be more interruptive than a cold call, right? Well, guess what? There's a way to do that in an inbound way where you can call somebody. Uh, I look at cold calls as if I do my homework and I really have a good message and I've targeted you and I've focused and I really know how to help you. And I know you have these issues and I know how to help you. I owe you the my my effort to reach out to you. And it may include a call, right? Mm-hmm. There's a right and wrong way to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So inbound is about being attractive and want, you know, creating marketing and a culture that, that attracts people to you. And again, it's starting to include sales and service and customer success. And our book was Inbound Organization, where we were taking these ideas and applying them to the entire organization, and um, including things like legal department and accounting and mm-hmm. finance. And, and um, th- there's ways to be inbound. Um, so ultimately, to me, inbound is about um, tailoring your outreach and your business to your customers. It's kind of that simple, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, this is what we want to be you, you do or buy what we want to sell you and, or, or act the way we want you to act or, 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 um, or else. So, um, and, and again, inbound to the state of inbound to me is, uh, it, it's mainstream. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of marketing now, mm-hmm. right? Who doesn't, you, you know, there, there are people that don't focus on it. Um, but in the, at the end of the day, if you think about influencer marketing, I always tell CEOs, you know, I ask CEOs, you know, if you want to learn about what's going to come in your market eventually, if you're B2B and look at consumer marketing or mm-hmm. like talk to your kids, yeah. talk about what your kids are doing, right? They're on TikTok, right? Who's doing manufacturing on TikTok? <laughs> it's probably somebody. Yeah. But I guarantee you in 10 years, that's where manuf- the people will be posting manufacturing industrial videos on yeah. TikTok. They're going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because remember, these young people today are your buyers of tomorrow, right? That's so right. they're not going to change to the way you want to buy. They're going to buy the way they want to buy. So, um, you know, study, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, inbound as, as, um, as part of the marketing mix. It's um, the, the, the traditional inbound was really about content and marketing and your website. That's expanded. Mm-hmm. But the idea, the mindset of inbound is to me is the most important piece. Because regardless of the tactics, how you attract people, if you have that mindset, you're going to create things that are attractive, that people want to be part of. That's inbound to me, right? So to me, it's strong. To me, that that mindset is the winning mindset for the mm-hmm. future. And the companies that get it right are going to be the ones that win. The companies that think they can just continue to hammer people over the head with the same old messages, uh, they're the ones that are going to lose. Yeah, and, you know, I think as you extrapolate that into um, from the mindset into practice, uh, from my perspective, it's all about creating a strategy of how you're going to deploy that mindset, right? Um, and I, I'm saying it like that because I, 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 people that are listening to this, they're running companies and they're like, you know, it's just stale. We, we get it. We need to grow. We want to do things. We're, we have money to spend or, or you know, or we maybe have a small team, whatever it may be how do we do it, right? Well, first it does start with a mindset, like you said. And if you, if they say, okay, well, we could get there quickly or we're there. Now, how do we do that? I think it's it's not about all the, the latest tactic that they may hear. Because I think what happens, and I'm cognizant of this, like as I'm launching this podcast out into the world, being a consumer of information myself and, um, and, and a business owner and you know all of that, um, I think you can easily get caught up in the latest tactic 
uh, everybody's on TikTok. You got to be on TikTok or, you know, you need to do Google ads or you need to Facebook ads, whatever the latest thing is, you can get caught up in it. And I think what you're saying here is it's not as much about the tactic as it is about the high level thinking about how you're sort of authentically taking your company and your team and your brand um, to your market, to your audience. And if you've got that as a focus, then you can start putting in the tactical part of it that mm-hmm. forms that initial strategy. It doesn't have to be perfect, um, you know, but I think people get caught up in a silver bullet. Like, what can we do that will get us, more, like you said, more qualified people that we can close? Well, that's going to put you out of business eventually, or you're going to run yourself so ragged that you're, you know, it's not worth it for you. Um, so I love that. I think the mindset is 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 key. Um, I we, we call that get, chasing the shiny thing. Yeah, the, the latest. So shiny we thing. call that chasing the shiny thing. That's right. That's right. I see it all the time. So. And I and I'm I'm a, you know, I'm a victim of it as well. I mean, we've all done it to some degree in some at some form, um, but it's 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 stepping back and it being objective about where you're going and saying what are we doing with our company. Um, and how, how do we, how do we actually take the insights we have and do something with them? Um, you know, that's, that's getting you down the road to, to, to more of an inbound, um, uh, method. And, uh, we're kind of getting close to the end here. So I want to wrap it up with some questions for you, but I definitely want to have you back because I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about a lot of things actually, but I think our next thing needs to be us and John getting together in, you know, in a round table and talking about sales and marketing, because he's got the sales side. We've both kind of got a sales background. I think that'd be such an interesting conversation to have. Uh, but as we, as we wrap up for this session, um, if you could change the mind of a s- small growing businesses, uh, owner, CEO, marketing, you know, VP marketing, um, about anything, it doesn't have to be marketing or sales about growth. What would it be? I would say invest in the customer experience, right? The entire mm-hmm. experience of working with you. Mm-hmm. Invest as much effort and intellectual rigor into that as mm-hmm. you do into lean manufacturing or your business processes your, or your financial system or your, your product quality or if you're in software, mm-hmm. your, your DevOps and how you manage software development, right? Put as much thought into the experience of working with you as you possibly can. I can't tell you how many people I'm so tired of like great companies and I try to call a human being and I get stuck in the phone tree, press one, do this. Oh my goodness. Do you realize I called you? I want to talk to a human being. Don't give me a machine, right? If I want to self-serve, I'll self-serve on your website, right? So I tell CEOs all this, this all the time. Like, have you seen your website lately? Have you tried it? Have you used it? (laughs) Is it good? Do you like it? You know, or, or does it just look pretty and they just they just gave you a nice pretty thing to make you happy, but it's it's yeah. I can't get what I need, right? It's not helpful. So I mean to me, look at your entire experience. Look at how you ship things, look at your what happens when the phone rings, look at look at what happens when a, an invoice goes out or all of it, right? Make it so good and so easy to use and so yeah. wonderful to work with you that I just I'm so happy to be part yeah. of this, right? I want to work with you. Not just the product not just the software, the whole experience, right? Just focus on it, obsess over it. That's the right word, obsess over it. Yeah. Because that in the end of the day, that's your only competitive advantage. There are very few products out there that you can say on the product level, on the quality level, on the features level, I can't get pretty doggone close to what you have. 
yeah. somewhere else, right? Yeah. It's very you, hard. You know, I, I think, um, uh, I agree hundred percent, like thousand percent. That is, that is lacking for a, a lot of companies. And to tie all this together with the inbound mindset we're talking about, if you were to just do that and, and you, you increase that experience and you did one thing a month, you say, we're going to increase how people, you know, hit our website and interact with us. There's the marketing content. If you document that and then put that out there wherever and say, hey, we're getting better for you. It's just as simple as this. We're getting better for you. Here's a video on what we did to improve for you. And there you go. I mean, it, that that's so simple to do. Um, but I think it's lost because, again, it goes back to that mentality. They're not thinking about the user experience. So therefore, they're not really thinking about the customer and it all kind of goes together. Uh, now, I, yeah, one, one of my favorite things is chat, right? Chat's pretty common on B2B site or B2C right. sites. But I, I have manufacturing clients and I beg them to use chat. And yeah. I've, I've done this with so many clients and every time they do it, they get so many leads. Um, I had one client that ha- was getting, they were getting something like 50 contact us filled out a month. Oh, God. And we turned we turned on chat and in the first month they got over 200 chats plus the same. It was like they got five times as many outreaches through their contact us page. I I had another client actually sold a $20,000 piece of equipment over a chat. The first day they turned it on the marketing department sold a $20,000 piece of equipment. And then they ended up turning chat off because the sales department was mad that the marketing people sold a machine. Oh God. That's the, that's the whole mindset. It's just, that, that is so, mindset. If there ever yeah, was a story to explain it, mindset, yeah. So there's again, I, I like to think of the one percent improvement, right? Improve one yeah. percent every day or every week, and just keep yeah. stacking those improvements up and make that experience um, better than your competitors and better than because you, at the end of the day, you're not just competing with your actual competitors; you're competing with Amazon, right? Yes, I use Amazon every day. Yeah, I love it, and. Um, that's what I want. I want my buying experience to be something like that. That's what people expect. So you it's better it. give it to them. Yeah. I mean, when you say you're competing, competing with Amazon, I think people could think, well, I'm not competing with Amazon. Well, no, not literally. But if you, if someone is your customer that also buys from Amazon, they're expecting you at, I mean, you act naturally have to be like Amazon. Unfortunately, you have to keep up. And if you're not anywhere close to that, they're going to say, well, this is what I'm used to. Um, and you're hundred percent right. Okay. So again, you, I don't mean literally competing with Amazon. What, right. you know, I mean, what I mean is, you know, sending me recommendations based on my history and, and yes. communicating with me regularly and making the, you know, getting things quickly, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, okay. Let's wrap this up with a, a final, well, actually two questions. Um, where can manufacturers find you? Are you there? You, you cut out. I didn't hear the question. I said, okay, my back. Can you hear me now? You're back. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. So gotcha. for those manufacturers that are listening to this and they want to find you, where can they find you? Not hard to find. Uh, uh, my name, Todd Hockenberry.com is my website. Check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, just search Todd Hockenberry. You'll find me. 
And uh, I've got a new newsletter we launched in Industrial Executive. I yeah. uh, would love you to sign up there. We, we send it out every week. Um, so it's just uh, my name, ToddHockenberry.com, and then LinkedIn, the same thing. Those are the two best ways to find me. Cool. Um, and then lastly, resources. What resources do you go to to, you know, when you're trying to learn about growth, podcasts, books, people, you know, whatever? You know, I, I try to get out of my comfort zone and, and try to think about and not just read sales and marketing mm -hmm. things. Um, I'm a big biography and history guy. I love to read real stories about real companies. And um, so I'm looking for books like that of people that have been successful, not only in business, but also in other fields. I, lo I love history, right? So like I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking for, for success and looking for people, the way people win in other places, not just in my lane, because mm -hmm. kind of us, us marketing people can kind of get into a, a mindset where we're talking about the buzzwords and all those things. I want to kind of get out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So if you're B2B, I would say, um, look at what B2C marketing is doing today. Look at what, um, look at what, you know, ask your kids, right? Ask your kids yeah. of what's influencing them and, and what are they paying attention to and why? And, and, uh, um, get out of your comfort zone. Um, if, if nothing else, I would say CEOs and executives, um, you know, pick a couple of marketing leaders and pay attention to them and, um, uh, you know, just try to kind of understand where, where, um, where some new ideas are coming from and don't just assume that the, you know, that because you haven't done it, it's not worth doing. That's great. Thanks again, Todd. I've very much enjoyed it and definitely going to have you back, uh, for that round table. But, um, anything else you want to, you want to say before we go? Keep doing this, Lee. I love it. I love talking about growth and uh, all you leaders out there. Uh, it's a great time to be running a company. You have great opportunities to do amazing things. And and um, the people that I work with and that make things that are manufacturing industrials are super smart people that have great products mm -hmm. and uh, really know how to help people. And I, I, I love working with them. And uh, um, again, just uh, Get out of your head. Think about the experience and uh, you'll be just fine. That's great. All right. Thanks again, Todd. And we'll, um, I'll be talking to you soon. Hey, I really appreciate you tuning into this episode of Exploring Growth. I'm trying to get this in the hands of as many growing businesses as possible so they can take this practical wisdom and deploy it in their companies or with their teams. If you're getting some value out of this show and know someone who should listen as well, would you consider sharing it with them or leave a positive review on the platform in which you're listening or watching? YouTube audience, leave a comment below with something you liked or your perspective on what we discussed. Um, I'm grateful for everyone that tunes in every week.